0: a life coach, and a sacred harlot. My life vision is to create a sex-positive world through adult education and BDSM performance art. Hello and welcome. You're listening to another edition of Adult Bedtime Stories. I am Lady Boy Gigi, and I have Paul with me tonight. Hey, guys. Paul's in Houston. I'm still up in Colorado. And I did want to mention that I've been down with the flu, so we're late a week on our show, but it's been a rough couple of weeks for me. But I'm on the mend. Just wanted to let people know what's going on and why we're a little late on our show this week. But anyway, we're continuing on our topics series on sexual issues. And we've covered sexual issues for men. We're working on sexual issues for females. And tonight's issue is on body dysphoria. And body dysphoria is really all about feeling like you're out of sync with your body or you don't like parts of your body or you don't feel comfortable with how your body looks or feels. And it can really put a damper on one's sex life if you have really serious issues with body dysphoria. I know I went through pretty serious issues with it growing up thinking, oh, I'm too skinny. And and I didn't feel, for me, it was being intersex, I didn't feel like my body matched the way I felt. I didn't feel like a male. I didn't feel like a real boy. I knew that something, I was different somehow. But I also had some a lot of issues about being too skinny and and feeling unattractive and it can really take its toll and how can you feel sexy when you feel like oh my body doesn't really look all that great (laughs) anything you want to add paul
1: yeah a lot of times when we talk about body dysphoria we talk about like physical looks and, and things like that but also Part of it is the way your body feels. If you deal with chronic pain or if you've had an accident and you can't do things with your body that you're used to being able to do, those kind of things can really, really add up and, and also add to a lot of problems. And I know that when... Before I started training with you, DG, I started. I, I had a very adversarial relationship with my body. It really was. I was mostly focused on the pain that I go through and like how hard it was to deal with. And one of the big, important things for me in my training was learning how to pleasure my body and. How to find the ways that I can really enjoy my body, and I think that w- one of the the big keys is we talk a lot about focusing on on pleasure when it comes to sex, and I think that is a a great way to start loving your body and m- maybe overcome some of your dysphoria.
0: Hmm, and I think. For women especially, there's so much socialization that takes place for young girls, and they're supposed to look pretty, but not too pretty. They're supposed to be sexy, but not too sexy, and it's not always clear where the line is. (laughs) Oftentimes, women are blamed for getting a man overly excited because she was dress too sexy or that she's a whore or slut what is a whore what is a slut you know the real definition is a woman that gets paid for having sex with somebody and it doesn't mean that because you enjoy sex and go after it that you're a whore or slut that's a whole different thing and keep them really down and out of their
1: power. But go ahead, Paul. I said also a lot of people are reclaiming the word slut and making it a part of their their um, identity. I know I do. And I mean, there's nothing wrong with enjoying sex and there's also nothing wrong with being a sex worker in any way either. There's, oh no. You know, <laughs> These things are stigmatized, but they they really don't need to be and shouldn't be. And I've known sex workers
0: and, you know, they do a lot of hard work to earn their money. And there's nothing wrong with selling sex as part of your business. Mm -hmm. Or at least I don't think so. Mm -hmm. I think it's this moral right that tries to legalize morality, which their morality, and I keep kind of going back to, well, who wrote this morality that we're supposed to follow? And if you really trace it back, it goes back to the early Catholic Church, a bunch of popes and bishops who were celibate and had no idea what sex was all about, or at least supposedly they weren't supposed to know about sex, how can they be the moral police on sexuality if they have no understanding of what sex is? Mm -hmm. And I bring that up because we live in such a world where we rarely question the morality that's kind of pushed down our throats. It's just accepted by a lot of people. I think that's changing a lot now, but for a long time, it was just taken at face value. And and that can be very damaging, especially for women.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I think that another thing that women have to go through and lady-shaped people is this idea that their body is for the consumption of others either visually or or sexually and it's real easy to feel like it's not even your, your body anymore and when there's so much pressure on you to be pleasing to the male gaze but also you know, it's stigmatized at the same time it's really really difficult to like embrace your body for your sake and for your own pleasure i know that for
0: a lot of people and i've met a lot of women that they're afraid to be seen naked it's like and maybe fear isn't afraid isn't the right word but they just don't want to be seen naked. They feel ashamed of their bodies. And it's like the Creator gave us the bodies that we have. It's not something that we had any control over how we are formed and shaped. To take that on as somehow our fault that it's not exactly the way we want it to be or the way society thinks it should be and especially with the Hollywood version of beauty nobody can measure up and so we were left in this kind of whirlpool of just not really being able to love our bodies as they are Mm -hmm. but there is hope (laughs) and there are ways to overcome some of that and I think part of it is redefining what is beauty Mm -hmm. I know that for me I had to really take a good hard look at well who am I attracted to and what is beautiful and I realized early on that sometimes some of the most stunning looking Hollywood type beauty is kind of shallow and empty Where real beauty comes through, I think, is through someone that has a zest for life and has this passion and has that spark in their eye. And it's just, that's a deeper beauty that goes much deeper than just the physical. And also, we don't stay 20-something forever, (laughs) But any thoughts, Paul?
1: Yeah, definitely. I know that last weekend I was at a sex party and uh, the group of people that that we play with, they're inclusive of bodies and genders and and, you know, queer love, it's a very inclusive group. And, you know, there were people having fun of, all you know all different ages all different genders all different body types and like watching them all having fun and enjoying themselves and really really like embracing themselves and embracing their body it's like it was a beautiful thing to behold one of the things is finding a community that celebrates your your beauty for what it is and is willing to see the beauty in you that goes beyond like you said the hollywood model of of beauty and and i i think that like finding a group of people that can help like affirm your beauty and build you up can be really really important for people.
0: Another thing that can help a whole lot with this is guided imagery and learning, and I look at how my body, not just how my body looks, but how it functions, and it's pretty remarkable how our bodies function, not just sexually, but on all levels. It's pretty incredible when you think about it and going, I remember just watching people around the rebel's fire at pagan events and the drumming and dancing. And there are people of all shapes and sizes, all ages dancing around the fire. And there's this passion and beauty that just shone out. It wasn't a sexual thing. It's just the way people move and function and, and how our bodies work it's just beautiful to see the dancing and the movement and, and just getting into that rhythm.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And a lot of it really does come down to how you hold yourself and your confidence. And it's, it's hard to build that confidence at first. And sometimes you have to, kind of fake it till you make it. But I, I also know that, you know, morning affirmations helps a lot and, and things of that nature. And changing the, the things that you tell yourself that your, your mind talk is really, really important. Because the, the more you're down on yourself, the easier it is to continue to be down on yourself. And a lot of times we give ourselves these messages without even really thinking about it.
0: And I think that oftentimes we're overcritical of ourselves. And one of the guided imagery or a mirror exercise that I find helpful is to stand naked in front of the mirror and look at your reflection and acknowledge what you like and what you don't like. And there's a difference between acknowledging and being self-critical. It's saying, "Okay, I'm um, I'm like a toothpick," but there's I acknowledge that. And then I it, first it just seemed like, "Okay, I've acknowledged it. Where where do I go now?" And then I started realizing, "Okay, I have certain abilities." being skinny I can fit into places that other people can't. I can reach things that drop behind the fridge or do you know I'm pretty limber and spry and and so there are some benefits and that's why I started looking at not just form but function. And there is a beauty in function. And so mm-hmm. over time by acknowledging just who and what you are can be a very powerful thing and can awaken whole new avenues within your life.
1: Mm-hmm. go back to something I was talking about earlier with going through training with with you and like learning how to pleasure my body and learning through BDSM and pain like to, to go flying in subspace and things like that and learning the things that really made my body feel really, really good helped a lot with changing my relationship with my body. I now really love my body in ways that I didn't before. And I think that if you're struggling with your relationship with yourself, doing things to treat yourself, you know, self-care, aftercare, whether it's pampering yourself and doing things like maybe and, and you know, this is something you should only do for yourself, but like if you like if you like makeup, like learning to do your makeup and taking time to do your makeup, finding clothes that flatter your body. For me, I uh, started using lotion recently which i had never done before and i feel my skin is so much softer and feels so much better and and other things like that or if you have a friend who's really good at makeup having them do your makeup um, things like this can really really help with confidence and really help you put your first foot forward and like really can be very important on the road to healing Mm -hmm. as you're
0: talking it kind of reminded me of the process i went through just learning to love myself and i think erotic affirmations whether in the morning or late at night it's good to do that and the way i came up with them was really checking out my mind talk paying attention to what i was telling myself paying attention to that critical self talk that i used to do and questioning where is this coming from is it really true and that can go such a long ways to healing and reempowering the inner self <laughs> it can be a very powerful thing to really explore, well, where is all this coming from? Am I really clumsy, as people used to tell me as a kid? And it turns out that one of my learning disabilities was I had almost no eye-hand coordination. And that's a little different than being clumsy. It's a disability I had. And acknowledging that, okay, doesn't mean that I have to always be clumsy and through doing morning erotic affirmations over time I started taking ballet dancing lessons and started taking I took gymnastics for a couple of semesters and even modern dance and learned how to be more graceful in my movements and it wasn't a conscious thing that I, that I did. It's just through my affirmations, what we tell ourselves becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. And I think the subconscious kicks in and says, okay, you, you say you're graceful in your movements. Let's make this true. <laughs> and so anything that you have criticisms about yourself, reverse it check out where is it coming from and is it really true and and then as you explore that and then start doing some affirmations that each day and it takes about 60 to 60 days of really sticking to it after a while it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy Mm -hmm.
1: yeah definitely i know that Since I started doing affirmations, I've I've gotten a lot more, a lot more confident in myself and like I feel a lot more energy and driven to do things. And, you know, it's it's really, really helped me start to take some steps to, you know, have a, a much richer and fuller life. Mm
0: hmm. And I think part of it too is really shifting our our thought patterns a little bit and reprogramming ourselves. And mind talk is a form of early socialization. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's definitely. like, and we can take control over how we want to be, it just takes doing some work and exploring it and seeing where, what are our thoughts? What are we telling ourselves and are we beating ourselves up? Or are we our own best friend?
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. and, I,
0: and I think by reversing some of the negative mind talk, it really had such an amazing impact in my life. It just turned everything around. I had more confidence. I felt sexier and became what I wanted to become the person I was really born to be, I think.
1: (laughs) Are are there any other things that you found helpful in, in your um, path to self-actualization?
0: I think another area that really is a key component is the erotic side, raising that erotic energy every day. It's being good to myself and, Feeling and enjoying the pleasures of my body, it, it releases good chemicals in our body. And it also helps us feel good. Not just about ourselves, but feel feeling pleasure takes us to a whole different headspace. It's like we're more, I know when I started getting really into it, all of a sudden I was much more present. I was much more aware of the moment. I wasn't thinking about the past or worried about the future. Worry kind of went out the door. And it's like, as you practice this stuff, all of a sudden, your life transforms. It becomes much more fully present and in the moment. And we become more aware of the moment. It's like when we're, and I, I think it's kind of interesting. I've noticed how, I uh, remember there's a guy a while back, a long time ago, at one of the campouts, and and I could tell he was suspicious of others, and thought, oh, the, you know, he was always kind of looking out for himself. And, And it's a shift in attitude. And when you're constantly on guard and looking out for danger, what are you going to (laughs) find? But danger. And even if it's not really there. And I realized another person I saw that had this really amazing attitude of, oh, I want to explore life and get to know people and discover and see what I can give to others and what they can give to me. And and I had just this amazing attitude. And I know who I chose to be around, the person that had the good attitude. When you have a negative attitude, that's Makes people want to stand off. I don't know if you've ever known people like that, at, in in social circles, but I know that attitude can play a big part in our how we project ourselves and and our beauty.
1: Mm. Yeah, definitely. And i I think another thing that happens a lot of times. We're our own worst critics and we tend to, it it tends to be easier to dwell on our weaknesses and our shortcomings than it is to, to focus on our strengths and so many people are held back by th- their perceived weaknesses that they don't see like all of the beautiful things about them that that makes them beautiful and I find if you focus more on your strengths and building your strengths you, you can also build up your weaknesses too but I think it it's always better to build up your strengths than it is to dwell on your weaknesses mm-hmm
0: and I, I kind of think of it as you know we've got A limited amount of energy, and if we expend a lot of energy focused on trying to fix, build up our weaknesses, and we only are able to accomplish just a small amount versus if we were to focus on building up our strengths and we grow by leaps and bounds, we're spending the same amount of energy, but we're getting much better benefits.
1: Mm -hmm. Definitely.
0: And I'm not saying ignore the weaknesses, but do what you can and then really focus on building up your strengths.
1: Mm -hmm. Definitely. Also, Times change, bodies change. The body that you live in right now is not the one that you always will. And if you focus on your strengths, it might be easier in the future to, to work on areas that you want to improve on. Because sometimes like just having the confidence that comes from the satisfaction of achieving things uh, gives you the energy to tackle things that seem daunting at first.
0: Hmm. One of the things that I struggled with, especially in grade school, was being dyslexic and ADHD, and and I was kind of forced by the school system to try to develop in ways that were my weaknesses and I was never allowed really to focus in on the areas where I had strengths and sometimes I didn't even learn about until after high school and I wish I could go back and change all that because I excelled in certain areas like sailing and horseback riding. And I was such a failure at sports (laughs) and I never will be good at most sports. Why should I have to focus on trying to be better at something that I'm kind of limited at? when I can excel and really take off in other areas. And so Mm -hmm. that's one of the things I kind of look at is, let me question these things and see where it's my life. I should be able to have a say in what I do and where I develop and where I want to grow. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. And when it comes to sex, I really excelled.
1: (laughs) It's like, ooh, baby. (laughs) Okay. Um, So, yeah, another thing is that there's so many different people in the world. There's so much kinds of diversity. And it would be boring if there was just one kind of person in the world. And it might just be that you're not your own type, but that doesn't mean you're no one's type. You know, a, a lot of times we might be so blinded by the things that we don't like about ourselves to find out that there are people who really like that about us, you know, mm-hmm. and putting yourself out there and, and getting out there is the only way you're going to find people who for whom you are their type. And I think that
0: part of it is, and this is part of what I cover in the body image healing program that I put together is where do you look for acknowledgement? And if you're always looking for acknowledgement from others, there's going to be, People that will acknowledge and even value who you are, but there's also going to be a lot of people that, you know, don't appreciate who you are. I think one of the keys I discovered was being able to acknowledge myself first and really love myself for who and what I am. And part of that is taking that kind of in depth look at. Who am I and where do I want to go and what do I want to develop as my life passions? And that can be an amazing journey. I got into so many different areas that and excelled in those areas because I felt passionate about it. And I talked a little bit about energy earlier. When we follow our passions, it's kind of like a energy boost because we're enjoying life. We're getting a zest and just that gratification of following what we're passionate about. If we're having to do something that's, you know, boring and that we just really don't like, it's going to be an energy drainer on us. Yeah, we can do it, Mm -hmm. but we don't want to focus all our energy on that it'll burn us out in no time but if we can focus in on our passions and and really develop and grow in ways that have spark our interest then all of a sudden we have more energy the, as we mm-hmm. develop those passions and learn and grow it feeds us with more and more energy. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Oh my, I think we're already this station break time. (laughs) I'd like to remind people that I have some websites. There's ravenslayerleather.com. And on there, you can get some of the training video programs that I put together. And I also have a lot of information on that website. If you're interested in sex coaching, I also have GG—that's two Gs—Wilbur W I L B U R dot com, and that's my sex coaching website. If you're interested in learning more about sex and want some individual coaching in direction to improve your sex life, sign up for a session. I do give a 15-minute complimentary exploratory call to kind of see if sex coaching is a good match for you. We also do this show out of pocket, and we have a Patreon page and it's, I forget the address. Do you remember, Paul?
1: It's patreon.com forward slash ladyboygg.
0: Yeah, that's right. And we also have a link to that page on ravenslayerleather.com. Mm-hmm. And my third website is on Uh, Aphrodite's Temple, which is located at Mm ladyboytemple.com. And I do plan to kind of get things going on um, Aphrodite's Temple once I get back to Houston, probably sometime September-ish. We'll kind of resume some activities. I don't know what all we'll be doing, but I definitely want to get things going again on Aphrodite's Temple, if there's enough interest out there. Anything you want to add to Station Break?
1: Oh, it seems like this would be a good time to point out the training films that we have, which uh, I, I know that you can get to them on Ravens Laird. Can you also get to those through DG Wilbur? Dot com yeah they're on both <laughs> okay yeah and um, you know we have training videos on all sorts of things if you want a little more in in-depth training and of particular interest to people relating to this topic uh, you brought up earlier your body image healing training that you have. And that would be a good, uh, a good resource for people who might be struggling with body image.
0: Mm-hmm. And I also have some training on how to raise sexual energy. If you have, don't feel very sexual and want to raise more sex energy, there are some methods and and exercises you can do that can help raise that energy and really turn your life around. I know for a while I went through a dry spell sexually, and it was like having to rediscover how my body worked. We don't, we, in a sense, we're really, we're not, we don't have or don't have sex energy, we generate it. And it takes some effort and work, but, and I say work, it's really play and fun. (laughs) But there are some exercises that can really elevate your sexual desires and get you more, raise that sexual energy to a level where it's really feels so good. (laughs) And it's getting back to pleasure. <laughs> but anyway, I think mm-hmm. that's everything for station break. Unless you can think of anything else that I forgot.
1: I, uh, I can't think of anything right now. Oh, okay. At Parker, our purpose is simple we want to make the world a better place by working
0: more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices. Well, back to our topic on body dysphoria and for women. And I know it can really take a toll for a lot of women because they're socialized to be just pretty enough but not too pretty or just this, you know, sometimes women get a lot of negative messages or mixed messages in our culture and in many cultures around the world. And they can be very devaluing to a woman. And what part of what we're talking about on this show is self-empowerment, reclaiming one's own power. It's our birthright. I think that too often, and I know I went through this being dyslexic and ADHD I was so devalued and it really took a huge toll on my self-esteem by the time I got out of high school and I could have gone on from there and just gone downhill but fortunately I had some friends that kind of and some guides that showed me a better way, and that's part of what I put into all my training videos, is a better way to live one's life, to really empower oneself again, and take charge of your own life, and become the fullest person that you want to become. (laughs) And I know Paul, you've yeah. gotten so much out of the training and how it's transformed your life in so many ways.
1: Yeah, definitely. Like I said, I've become much more confident as a person. I've really been able to you know, I've been able to pursue things that I was afraid of and have sustained growth and and not burn out so so easily or fast um, and learned so much about myself and I know that so yeah it's, it's, <laughs> I know it's transformed
0: your dating life in many ways
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah definitely and i you building...
0: I, Higher quality relationships with people.
1: Hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, I've been, yeah, I've especially recently, ever since I started taking HRT, I've um, really, really been able to connect with so many people, and like in really strong, powerful ways, and getting. Different, you know, emotional and sexual needs met. And also, I, I used to have a, a big problem with being obsessive and in a way that kind of hurt me and, uh, you know, caused people to get scared away from me. And I feel that with the confidence, I don't uh, have to be as obsessive and compulsive when I meet someone I really like. hmm
0: And I, I think it also gets back to when we can learn to love ourselves, we first, then it opens the door to loving others more deeply and we don't feel so needy. And... I think mm-hmm. that's part of it, is that once we kind of turn our own lives around, we have something to offer, not just take from others.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and so friendship yeah, and definitely. relationships become a, a give and take, a sharing, instead of uh, this kind of hunger and desire to be fed.
1: Mm-hmm yeah yeah definitely as i've gone through this process with you i recognize my self-worth and i i think a lot of times i was kind of afraid to like open up the the parts of myself that you know could be lovable for other people for fear that if I did and then got reject- rejected, it would really hurt. So I didn't even try. Mm-hmm. And after training and raising a lot of sexual energy and doing affirmations every day and really working on myself, I just feel so much better. And I I know that I have things to offer people and it's a lot easier to share those things with other people now.
0: Mhm. <laughs> and I know for me just having that heavy weight on my shoulders of feeling not able to measure up, feeling that lack of confidence was such a heavy burden. And a big part of it was turning that around. It didn't take as much effort as I thought it would. It took some effort, but it really took making that commitment and sticking to the program, so to speak. And that's where some of the training Mm -hmm. programs, or even if you just listen to the show, you can put together your own training program if that works for you, <laughs> because it's it, mm-hmm. this stuff does work. It's all about attitudes and values, and and refocusing, it's a big part of it. Is a matter of focus. Where what are we focusing on? Mm-hmm. And when we can focus on in the right directions, and really start bringing more joy and pleasure into our lives, it gives us, it's it's like I see it as kind of the fuel for life. It it feeds Mm -hmm. us, it takes us and elevates us at much higher levels. I think in the past, Mm -hmm. before I started doing this, I was just kind of existing day to day and kind of, thinking, oh, what's going what's gonna to happen next? Everything's always happens bad. And, and I didn't feel in control. And I think by mm-hmm. taking these steps and really learning how we are within, working with our inner guidance system and getting it back on track, and I'm not saying it should go any particular direction. It should go in the direction that's authentically you and where you want it to go. I know that for me, mm-hmm. I took it where I needed to go in life. And, but I'm not everybody's like me. So there's going to be directions you go in using these same tools that'll take you amazing places that I wouldn't even even dreamed of.
1: <laughs> I think one of the things that is important to this conversation to remember is uh, is that a lot of society kind of pits women against each other because there's this idea of competition between, Women and I think that if instead of succumbing to that, if you spend time building up the people in your life and gassing them up, you know, telling them the things that you like about them and building up their confidence, a it will help them to do the same with you. uh, But it will also like change the way your brain works and you'll stop being so focused on competition and more focused on cooperation. And it it will mean that you don't feel like you have to compare yourself as much with other women. And I think that can be very important.
0: Hmm. I think this is something that kind of touched on me when I got into the pagan community. And that is that in a sense, I got looked at the pagan community as my tribe. And when you look at a group of people as your tribe or your family, all of a sudden it's not a competition. It's working together and joining forces and learning and growing from each other. And that can be very powerful.
1: Mm -hmm. It is really powerful. And, you know, I'll I'll go Back again to the party I was at this weekend, you know, everyone was complimenting each other and building each other up. And and some people, like, expressed express concerns about different things that they didn't like about themselves, but they were immediately surrounded by love and support and affirmation uh, of their beauty, and I think that was really really helpful for a lot of the people there there were a lot of people there who hadn't really been to any of our events before and it seemed really healing for a lot of people
0: Mm -hmm. i
1: think that's one of the things i was talking
0: to um one of the people i really like a lot at sex coach university and And one of the things he was challenging me on was doing a project when I get back to Houston. And I told him, yeah, the project I'd like to do is do a live body image healing class, either on Zoom or in person, depending on if people in Houston want it or if we've got people all over that would be wanting to participate in this. And so I think that would be a very amazing process because it's one thing to go through a lot of exercises on your own. But when you have a group of people working on something in common, we can support each other in the process. And it can be a lot of healing and kind of a synergy that builds up when you work in a group together on something like that. I know that I've worked on different workshops at bisexual conferences and different pagan organizations where I've gone to workshops. And it can be very powerful when you have a group of people that you're all kind of working together towards a common goal. You're pretty amazed at some of the pagan workshops I did that people really got a lot out of doing the, especially when we did the um, forming a genital heart connection with another person.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I've, I've seen a a lot in the workshops that we've done. I've seen people, you know, break down crying, you know, from, you know, in in a really good way and really healing positive cathartic way oh yeah it's really powerful to be a part of it and you know to help facilitate it it's it's one of my favorite parts about the work that we do
0: Mm -hmm. and so i'm gonna keep people posted on this show and as things develop because i do want to put together a body image healing workshop and it'll be more than just one day it'll probably be over a series of maybe 4 to 6 days maybe uh, on a sunday afternoon for 4 to 6 sundays in a row but we'll do a workshop that will be amazing and help you really discover I know I've gone through these workshops in the past and discovered whole new things about myself and really transformed my life in amazing ways.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and sometimes seeing yourself through the eyes of of other people can be really, really... Healing, because a lot of the times the things that stick out to you aren't what other people notice. Mm-hmm.
0: But, boy, the time flies by. I think we're close to the top of the hour. <laughs> Unfortunately, when we do these on Zoom, I don't really have a good running clock, but <laughs> for the time we've been recording. But, but yeah, I know that... If, Body dysphoria can be very debilitating for a lot of people. And I've seen it in the gay community, the trans community. I've seen it with women. And it, and even nowadays, a lot of men are starting to feel like they don't measure up. And that can be very hard on us. It can be debilitating on on our sex life and on life in many ways. It kind of saps us of our passion and drains us of our energy. And so I I do want to kind of recap on this topic. If you are experiencing body dysphoria, first of all, you're not alone. A lot of people have been through it. I know I have, and I know Paul has to maybe not the same ways on a physical level, but I mean, on a sense of beauty level, but, but I think, you know, you talked a little bit about your relationship with your body. And if you're kind of at odds mm-hmm. with your body, that can take a toll in other areas of your life. But there is methods to turn all that around. And so you don't have to do it alone. So I guess that's my final thoughts on body dysphoria for tonight. Any last thoughts, Paul? Yeah.
1: Like I said, I'd I'd like for people to spend some time and, you know, maybe find a community. And a group of people that you feel good about who you are and what you're about and about your body that will build you up. Either in person, you know, finding alternative communities is a good way, you know, either the Burning Man community or the BDSM community or, you know, maybe a local swingers group or something like that or online is another good option i know that there are lots of places on on reddit for people to you know share photos of themselves if that's something that you would be comfortable with and find a a group of people that will give you positive feedback about yourself and about your body and you know help build you up and work on building up that confidence and even if you don't feel confident in the beginning, a lot of times you really do have to fake it until you make it, but you you can do it and you can feel a lot better about yourself. And you are beautiful. Everyone is in their own way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think
0: one of the things you're touching on is... Living a sex-positive lifestyle. All these, alter- or most of these alternative communities, I know especially in the bisexual community, and, and I think even in the pagan community, even though they don't say it by name, are really making an effort to live a more sex-positive lifestyle. Ex- embracing sexuality as a part of ourselves not looking at it as a sinful act, but as a sacred act. And I think that shift in attitude really helps open up a whole new age of sexual enlightenment. We're coming out of the dark ages of sexuality. And it takes, I know there's efforts being made by many, many different groups and organizations to live a more sex-positive life and be sex-affirming to one another instead of looking at it as something shameful or bad or sinful or wrong. It's celebrating in our sexuality. And I'd rather celebrate my sexuality than feel like, oh, I'm doing something shameful and wicked and bad. <laughs> mm
1: mm-hmm.
0: Plus, it feels so good. (laughs) And on that note, have those wonderful nocturnal emissions. Enjoy the pleasures of your body, the pleasures of your flesh. To me, it's a gift from the creator, a gift that we've been granted to enjoy and really bring ourselves to a higher state of consciousness through pleasures. On that note, have a good night and enjoy. Good night. I find it interesting that adults in our culture are not provided with informative sexual education. Even married couples don't have access to an adequate sexual education and how to pleasure each other. It's assumed that somehow we will instinctively know all that we need to know about sex. I don't know how you feel about this, but I think there's a better method. I would like to invite you to join me in developing a sex-positive lifestyle freedom of sexual expression between consenting adults. Join us each week to learn everything sexual. Add your comments about the show and any suggestions you have for future show topics. We would love to hear from you. Be sure to subscribe to the show so you won't miss any episodes. This concludes this edition of Adult Bedtime Stories. Are you ready to experience nocturnal emissions? Sex is the final frontier, so explore everything sexual.